Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 281, episode one of Dirty Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's Monday, March 27th, 2023. My name's Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. We go to a party with everyone arguing our beautiful friend group is walking right towards me and then they ask me do you want to fight and i say yes we're all very horny tonight that is courtesy of lacaroni on the discord in reference to miles did you miss all the whole like new york magazine article about new rules for etiquette and there were like a couple good ones but one of them was just don't use your friends as foreplay. I'm just going to read it word for word. It's one paragraph. But it, what? It, it doesn't make. If as a couple, you start an argument in the middle of a group of friends, that group of friends may start looking a lot like potential allies. Resist that urge. Do not attempt to shore up support. Do not ask if you are clearly in the right. Continue debating with your significant other if you must. Believe the others out of it. Your addiction to argument isn't everyone else's kink. So it's just an interpretation of people having arguments around their friends as like some horny like group sex no, invitation. No, that person has not been to therapy. That I know. is a total <laughs> breakdown in communication skills in which the other people are trying to find outside like third party opinions to whether or not they're right. Guys, they're not horny. They nah, just don't they're know how trying to, talk. to. They're trying to get everyone horned up. Get, get everyone involved <laughs> oh, in their uh, weird kink fetish. Dude, I'm the thrilled. way the way that he's like, apparently he forgot to pay the electric bill two months in a row. I was like, my dick was about oh to blow off. God. I was so horny when <laughs> I heard blow how, off. <laughs> how fucking irresponsible he is. I love that so shit when hot. they do that. Yeah. Ah. Well, I'm thrilled to be joined once again by my co-host, <laughs> Mr. Miles Gray! Speaking of blowing out. Blow out. Blow out. Blow out. 
Well, not again, shorty. When pops flat, me and my dukes, we gotta mop that. When wipes plenty, we done cop that. So much dookie, you can't stop. Now, where'd you get them dirty drawers with the doo-doo in it? With the smell that so offends, like the devil done shit it. Okay, shout out to Christy Yamaguchi, man, for that ludicrous wow. rollout, blowout inspired, Woo. AKA. Oh, man. And who them girls do you Blow with? Uh, anyway. Blow out. Anyway, talking about those diapers and talk true to diapers, form, man. the guy's child. Woo! Yeah. Fucking was like, he's like, hey, man, I want I want you to have to talk about something when you I get on give mic. You, hey, hey, dad, here's something for you to talk about. Not a full podcast. blow up, but like the kind where you knew the vibrations were so intense that you're like, yeah. this is Uh-oh. ruined. This diaper we, has been ruined. So we have anyway, to rush to a dark room right yeah. now. Right Shout away. out! Uh, I also heard Waffle House that account got got got. So now you got a uh, your your new your burner at your other account. One already had like a hundred thousand followers. I'm like, bro, I leave for two seconds and he already out here. You know, doing yeah. the Lord's work with all these. One followers. of the best follows on Twitter though. So if you're following him at Waffle House, go find him. Well, elsewhere. now it's oh, sh- I think it was oh shit it with a DT <laughs> right. I think that's what it is. S H I D T. We'll have it. It'll be my media that I'm enjoying. Yeah, it's O S H I D T. Okay. Just community service announcement. Well, speaking of oh shit it, uh, you guys, (laughs) it's a banger. Just Miles' second episode back, but we thought he was ready. Uh, We had to do it to him. We had to do it to them. Uh, We're thrilled to be joined by. The cold brew Kraken as Woo! producer Justin. Yeah. Uh, you know, as we were letting him into the chat, he was like, unleash, unleash the Kraken, unleash the cold brew the Kraken. Cold brew Kraken. Mr. Yes. Cold brew got me like the advice king. The poetry window is open because it's Chris motherfucking Crofton. Chris! Hey, what's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Thank what's you so up, much, man? Jack. Thank uh, you for uh, that. That's like, you know, when you see a stand up and they play like Enter Sandman or something. And, then, you know, and they're coming on stage and then it goes away and everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's a comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> it is that there is that moment. I know exactly oh. what you're talking about. Where like the song comes on. You feel like you're at a baseball game because you're like, oh, here comes the bat. Oh, yeah. And then you got like the music fades down. You're like, all right, y'all. How you guys doing yeah. tonight? How you guys doing tonight? All right. You guys on some dates tonight? And you're like, fuck. <laughs> Just, like what do you do, <laughs> sir? Uh, yeah. Fuck. God damn. Whoa. What do you do, sir? Hey, what about opening? you, long hair? What's up? Are the Grateful Dead in town? Come on. Hey, all right. Come all right. on. Hey. <laughs> Am I right? Come on. Dude, like, oh. he was going hard with that ACDC oh. before he came in. <laughs> uh, That's shit. how it felt. That's how it felt. That was such a good introduction. Uh, well, that was an know, incredible well fucking rap by, uh, by Miles there. Yeah. I know. You that, know. that was, in, I felt like I was at a show. Yeah, yeah, all I can all I can talk about now is feces and breast milk. So I wanted that show to go on. I wanted to hear the rest of that song. Yeah, oh yeah. man, that was hey. I was actually opening for another comedian. Uh, so, <laughs> that's what that song was going to go into. Chris Crofton coming to the stage. <laughs> bom, 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 bom. <laughs> yeah, hey guys, uh, you sick of Republicans or what? <laughs> You're dancing to Ludacris's roll out, roll out. Republicans. Man, I, I feel like they don't got a brain in their head. You guys yeah. heard about Mitch McConnell? Yeah. <laughs> God yeah. damn it! That song was better. Put back that on. Looks like a lizard. He like gets the thing wrong instead of turtle. He goes. <laughs> turtle. He doesn't even have the. Uh, yeah. He's like an Could, iguana, huh? <laughs> oh man, I wish we were listening to Informer still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Croft's an Informer. Oh, you know, so I'm saying, I don't know. I think and boom, 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 down. Down. Oh man, this is gonna rule. <laughs> so I grew up in Connecticut. 
<laughs> you guys ever been to Connecticut? You guys Nobody? Heard of, you guys Nobody? Heard of, you heard of the Vanderbilt Press? Okay. First of all, you can get my book uh, at a website. Uh, hold on. I have it written down. <laughs> no, plug w- the book w- after w- the set. <laughs> plug it after the set. www. Hold on a second. I open up with some plugs. <laughs> I'm going to open with some plugs real quick. Shout out to the uh, DJ for playing uh, What else do I have? Uh, what, what, else? what else do I have? What else? What, That's yeah, a what good else? opener. What else? Let me find uh, my phone here. First word. Yeah, phone. first words. Or what else? Oh, first boy. word. What else? Oh. Yeah, that's a that's a strong. He went with a first word. What else? (laughs) He went a what else open? Flashbacks to 2014, Los Angeles. Me showing up, age 40, fucking (laughs) goddamn, and uh, (laughs) age 40, fucking goddamn, and uh, you know, just entering, you know, Nashville legend showing up to yeah, start all over at open mics in Los Angeles at age 45, and I'm like, no one's. What is everybody treating me like such a weirdo for? You know, <laughs> why are these twenty-two-year-olds fucking being such dicks? You know, that's like LA. they're God, I can't believe that. Being... Why are these twenty-two-year-olds? Imagine how being old I must have looked to them. You know how old <laughs> a forty-five-year-old is when you're twenty-two? Oh yeah, yeah. it's like Very, being yeah. de- dead or a hundred. Although I, mean, I remember when I was twenty-two, everyone over the age of thirty seemed like yeah. the same amount of old to but me. The, oh yeah, okay. like it was like thirty to sixty was just old. And then, I remember yeah. like I remember doing drugs with someone that was in their forties, and I couldn't believe that they did. Like I was like, "Yo, you you party?" Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, "You're forty though." They're like, wow. "Yeah, dude, I'm my life's been fucked up for longer than you've been alive." And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool, cool." Oh cool. no, <laughs> got yeah, like, real dark on it, yeah. real grizzled. I was like, yeah. "All right, if you're man. still doing drugs with." 20 year olds in your in your 40s it's it's coming from a dark place presumably yeah yeah, yeah my yeah. life's been fucked up since before you were shitting in diapers kid oh yeah i was cool. doing that in oh, 2000 cool, i was cool, doing cool. that in 2011 there you go <laughs> then i got my shit together and went straight to open mics there it there is you go. back all right chris let's uh we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we probably won't end up talking about today, but we could if we wanted to. <laughs> France is on we fire because they have a, a protest culture and they have a fucked up president who did some fucked up shit and they can do shit about that. So they burn it they, down. They burn it down. <laughs> so we'll talk about that, why we're jealous. We'll talk about Melania, what she's been up to. Yeah. You know, Baron, he's Miles is going to keep with his push to get Baron to start hooping. He I think he, something might he's growing so big. I'm freaked out. Like every photo, it's like, oh, he's his mom's height. Oh, he's Donald Trump's height. Oh, he's taller than Donald Trump. Oh, he's seeing eye to eye with John Sally. <laughs> oh, he's taller than the White House Christmas tree. He's going to oh. end up being too big for basketball. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> he's like a rolled doll character about yeah. the little boy who grew too big or something. <laughs> he's, oh Slove- he's at least half Slovenian, Luka Doncic. You know? Yeah. That's... I mean, look, it's there. So, look, if we got to hey, see man. him in the league, let's see. He doesn't look agile. To me, he does not look agile. Yeah. Well, he's barren. Well, look, I know. Whenever you're dressed, though, like Donald Trump, you will yeah. not. There's no way to look at like even if you were fucking Usain Bolt in like that pink tie and like black suit, you'd be like, I think that guy has mobility issues. He looks like <laughs> a serial traveler to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Briefcase. You have right, to dribble. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, it's a traveler in that. He's like, Got that it. Euro step <laughs> is kind of flagrant, man. The fuck is that? <laughs> 
Hello, we up like there. don't call this anymore. But you just traveled through like yeah. a bullhorn, <laughs> through like a bullhorn up to a building, Baron. <laughs> <laughs> you have to dribble. We <laughs> might no, you cannot Twitter sue me. Blue checkmark bullshit. The regular blue checkmarks are going to be canceled on April first. What they I do? What they say? They hit, oh man, you don't even know, the bl- okay. regular blue check marks spicy yeah, are problematic huh? as fuck. Yeah, I got it. But before we get to no, any of that, Chris, they're taken away. Great. What what's something from your search history? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I first of all, I think the blue check. Oh god, I I want those are all good topics, and I have like I'm gonna you know because I'm a new kind of person, you know, since yeah. I've been a co-host, you know, yeah, I'm much, yeah, much yeah. calmer now and everything. Twenty five percent more professional. My topic, yeah. Oh yeah, way less funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because. Well, you sent me that document that said what the hosts are supposed to be, and you said it a lot less funny. Yeah, so, a lot uh, of people don't know that anytime the co-host is speaking, I'm making the wrap it up gesture <laughs> yeah. in my uh, Zoom window to right. them. Just... I might as well tell the audience what happened. Uh, what happened was I was a co-host on the show last time. Yeah, a couple <laughs> weeks back. It cut, yeah, not long ago with with uh, Blair Saki was the guest, so go check yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah. amazing. So it was really fun. A class triumvirate. Absolutely great, and and um. I just said by mistake before we started, I was saying, oh, I've been worried about this. I've been worried about being a host because I got to change my the way I am. I have to be like <laughs> what I meant to say was I need to be 75 percent more professional. But instead, I said I meant like calm down. And I said I have to be 75 percent less funny. Yeah, but I what like I that. meant was just calmer. But, you know, it came out wrong. And then Jack, like his Zoom window went off and like. Yeah. Cr- crashing and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, he was yelling at you with a hot mic on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the iHeartRadio stock went way down and everything. And um, like some crap. There's alarm bells going off. Yeah. And I was like, I just meant 25% more professional. Oh, Amen. man. I made so much money, though, a couple weeks ago and that the stock price did. Oh, you shorted it? Oh, fuck. Yeah. I knew nice. you were on. I was like, watch this. Watch this, guy's child. You're paying for your college right here off this. You're Chris betting Coffin, against, against your own Pierce. company when I'm on the show. I like that. Hey, you got any good American, you got to bet against your own company. We got to short the Crofton episode. Yeah. Gotta he short, texted gotta me, it. is it Super Bowl Sunday? And I was like, what is Miles talking about? He was like, because I just bought the dip so hard. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh okay. I didn't even know what he was talking about, but uh, now I'm pretending now I know he has what you're talking three about. Lambos. Oh, shit. <laughs> so okay. here's what I'm, I've got for you today is uh, this is a thing that I've been, I just found out about yesterday and I put it up on my Instagram as a cold brew got me like someone sent it to me and it's some guy named, um, I think his name is, uh, yeah, Cedric Lorenzen. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with this guy? No. He like has sex with, well, he doesn't actually Wait, have what? sex with food but he's like <laughs> he's like a porno chef okay. like on instagram he has 1.9 million followers okay and he, Whoa. he 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 like he makes like 1980s desserts right that look like they would have served it like spago you know to like jack nicholson and rebecca broussard in like 1986 <laughs> right and right. he's like he you know, he's always sucking on his fingers and he has no shirt on or he's wearing like a really crisp white Oxford and he's like squeezing, t- uh, you know, yeah, like tomatoes all over his pit. chest yeah, and like stuff. Creme fraiche out he's of He's like his straight nipples. up fingering like yeah, like cantaloupes and stuff. Yeah. yeah. He has 1.9 is... million followers. He was like Salt Bay, but I can I can do that better. He saw what Salt Bay was doing and was like, I'll, I'll make yeah. it. Who's that? 
Something. The dude who goes like this with the salt, with the salt on his thing, and he has like a slick back ponytail. I don't with know glasses. about that. He's he's the most in, infuriating person. Fucking on hell, man! We gotta bring back regular jobs, dude. This one video of <laughs> we him, we gotta licking... get manufacturing back in this country. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This man is dipping his ponytail in creme fraiche. This guy's licking the beer foam in Have such a it? grotesque way. I'm like, okay. it reminds me of. Like ought to be funny. Like when I was a kid, I remember seeing beer foam, and I was like, "Oh, I want to, I want, I want that part of the beer." I remember seeing like someone pour a beer, and you want to drink beer foam. And I understand the fascination of beer, beer foam, but this guy is going to the next level by burying his face into the beer foam. Like, why is he tucking in his pants? Oh my god, he's about to slap. I've seen this one. He's about to slap, and yeah, he's he like slaps wiggling. his meat. He, it's like oh, pork. Do you see the way he points. dipped that pork belly? Oh, okay. He threw the carrot through his fingers like it was. He fucking molests a raw chicken. He fucking has a raw chicken in one of these things, and he slaps it around and like. Oh, I've seen this guy now. Oh, wait. Why do you have to spit the fucking beer out? Like, you got to look at the one. Okay, the one where he makes this drink. Like he's like it's 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 uh let's see if you're looking at this if you're looking at the oh my god what is this one where he's fingering a grapefruit okay that's a holy that's just him straight up fucking pretending that fruit is vaginas and like sticking his finger in them and 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 people love it I mean like there are women who are in the comments like holy fuck I can't go to work now because my pants (laughs) fell off or whatever and and, uh, I mean. And then there's other people who are like, other women who are like, fucking fuck this. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. really fuck this. Like, women are like, either like, hey, hell fuck yes. you. Do you have an OnlyFans? To f- I can watch you fuck this? It's like, totally, yeah. Oh, that's, I didn't even think of that. He can be like, yeah, behind the paywall. He can be like, you should see what I do. Oh, yeah. This man has, is making so much money. See what I do to this coconut behind yeah. the paywall. <laughs> so, uh, and there's, so this, I, what I like about it is how conflicted the audience is because it's really just like nine and a half weeks kind of thing. Like the aesthetic, the way it's lit and everything, it's like eight right. weeks kind of. Right. It's yeah. like, and the desserts look like shit. They look like something you get at a restaurant, like a fusion restaurant in 1987. And he's yeah. so obviously cocky and he's, he looks like they, he, sometimes he just puts up pictures of himself walking around, you know, and he just looks like your average, you know, nightmare bro, yeah, you know, aspiring influencer guy. And women love that. Some women are like, yeah, I want that creep. Here he is wearing a sweatshirt that says real men make you nut first. Is that what he said? (laughs) Yeah, he has a sweatshirt that says that. And then his latest blog post is Bon Appetit, baby. We need to bring back manufacturing jobs. This is a, he. I volunteer to be the fruit. (laughs) I identify as fruit now. Yeah. It's a smart oh. insight because I, I think like we're losing all the sex in our movies. There's only like <laughs> so this fool is the like, way the- he finger blasted this coconut. Oh, that's the worst one. It's yeah, yeah. a fucking scene. He's yeah, yeah. Here like, it comes. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> Those guys, there, right there. Right there. Yeah, yeah. That's when he was like, yeah. is that too far? It's, oh my god. I'll just do it quick. Whatever. Get get in where you fit oh, in. Oh god. Yeah. He's- and I feel like there's a big market there. Because yeah. it's only like porn and then sexless superhero movies. So like this guy got in where he fit in. Like, know? so what's the like gender flip version? Like a woman having sex with a baseball or something? Yeah, I don't know. Like it's... sporting equipment or we always get our, our people already have that when like women do anything with like macho stuff. They're like, oh, have you seen the one chick who has the 9000 guns and the big butt? Yeah. So yeah I guess yeah. maybe <laughs> add sex to anything and. Jack, we're Cedric fucking up, man. Cedric Lorenzen. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to do this rest of the podcast naked. 
This is giving me some good ideas for the Daily Zeitgeist refresh. That we're That's my on. new cold brew name. Yeah. When I am drinking cold brew, I am named Cedric, Cedric Lorenzo. <laughs> and if anyone addresses me differently, I will squirt them with with coconut juice. Creme fraiche. I mean, I, as always, a classic all-time search history. For uh, you got to watch the one, though, where he makes the chocolate drink because he's acting so macho. He's like sniffing absolute vodka. And he does that thing where you make a triangle underneath your mouth and do the tongue thing like that. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He goes. Yeah. It's yeah. Like real he's got quick. like some very uh, like some of his. Very straightforward interpretations of yeah. sexuality. There's he nothing subtle quick. happening. Dude, here. this guy's no, a virgin. It. He's a fucking virgin. <laughs> I think hey, he's like this guy's a virgin. He, he reminds me of that guy. That who's that guy? That soccer player? No, ex UFC guy was now in jail in Croatia or whatever his name was. Alex Andrew. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about Andrew yes. Tate. Yeah, he oh, like, he's a kick. Like, yeah, yeah. Right. Andrew Tate was definitely like, man, this guy's got his shit together. Yeah, he's the, the Andrew watch. Tate of fucking food. He thinks he's tough. Look, he's I found mean, yes. the Venn diagram is if you like to eat and you like hard abs, you pull up to Cedric, Cedric Lorenzen's page and you got it all. Yeah. I just mean that there's a lot of women who are like, now this is what a real man does. But a real, I mean, it's <laughs> like, I don't, you know, real men well, are asleep on the couch. <laughs> real men are disinterested in everything yeah, and emotionally I mean, I unavailable. I just think, I, I don't know. I don't know what I, right. I think. I feel now I feel completely I'm all fucked. I'm up. impressed by this guy's bit. I think he's got a good angle. I'm impressed by it. I like that his first post, like if you scroll all the way back. Whoa. This what hold is on. It? This is his first post. It's him and a baby kangaroo and it says, come here, cunt. Oh, okay. What the fuck is this guy? This is his first page. This is that's first. not him, is it? That's a twelve. I think it might be him as a baby or some shit. Oh, he's From like a twenty-year-old, and so first. Oh no, it, it's like anyway, throwback Thursday, five years ago. Anyway, shout out to Cedric Lorenzen. Cedric Lorenzen, true hero, fucking of the modern idiot. world. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> you gotta start. You need you need to do a, a fucking counter account where it's you doing sexy cold brews. There you go. Yeah, or like putting like, yeah, like it's so stupid. It's like, this is so obvious. Like, I don't even know how to, it's like if, yeah, like my my version of the account would be like filling like a trombone with whipped cream or something. You know, like, <laughs> just like putting cherries, <laughs> putting cherries in like a sewer pipe <laughs> and being like, get it? <laughs> I mean, you're going to sit here and tell me that your interest in mudlarking wasn't erotic at all? <laughs> Come on. No, except for like sometimes they do find sex stuff in the mud. Yeah, of course. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. 
join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby Award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. And we're back. We're back. And Chris just took a big swig of what I have to assume is cold brew. Oh, yeah. It's my brand. My I got my own brand now. Yeah. Cedric Lorenzen. Yeah. Uh, what What is something you think is overrated, Chris? Overrated is, now this is sort of a serious one a little bit, Um, just overrated is being sort of uh, being arch, being uh, being ironic, mm. being being uh, being over it. Mm hmm. Wait, this was you for a long time, Chris. What's that? Said this was you for a long time. I'm not saying I've accomplished this. I'm oh, saying no. this is something we could aspire to. <laughs> Wait, so what do you mean by this? Like just someone who's just got just completely like nothing moves them, everything's like Bleh, whatever. I want or just like being like Republicans are trying to like fucking do this. They're trying to take over Democratic legislatures, but whatever like I, mean, yeah. I know about it i know it sucks i'm and so that's an, smart that that's this enough. is just another yeah, tuesday like, dystopia 2.0 or you know oh what I mean? like, you haven't accepted it yeah i, I mean <laughs> what of course they are of course right. they are let's right. go get a fucking latte though yeah or you know you're even <laughs> commenting on it right now actually like makes two, you dumb yeah because people, i've known about this for 15 years two people with stainless steel refrigerators hanging off a climbing wall being like did you hear the republicans are taking over the legislature <laughs> oh hashtag what did you think was gonna happen so 
I watched, let me find the, the name of it. I watched on Criterion Channel last night the James Baldwin documentary. Oh, yeah. Called Ticket, Price of the Ticket, I think it's called. And it was the most inspiring. You know, he is, if anyone doesn't know who James Baldwin is, author. African, African-American gay author started writing in the 20s, first wrote about homosexuality in 55, very early. Right. It was like a big deal, but kind of like a reserved guy. Like he grew up poor, real poor, but, but outspoken. And he also was a preacher when he was very young. And so his, 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 he was really eloquent when he spoke. He ended up involved in the civil rights movement. Uh, he moved to France because it was such a hard, it was so hard to be black and gay or just plain black in America yeah. in the 50s. So he moved to France and actually thrived, but he didn't want to be in France. He wanted to be in the United States, really. But he had to be in France because, because, but he also was like, well, in French, in France, they like us. And, and, and my Angelou's in the dock. This came out in 89. So it was shot on 16 millimeter. Mm. Oh, wow. It's beautiful. And, uh, and, um, my Angelou just mentioned, she said that, you know, said it so plainly. She said in France, black Americans were safe because they didn't have any guilt about slavery in France. So they, mm. so the target of their resentment was not black Americans. The target of their resentment was Algerians, right, right. which, which James Baldwin identified with even back then and said, they're us, they're us in France. Like right. I'm not blind to the fact that France is that France is safer for me because they don't have this white hatred of black people because black people remind whites of their own sins. That's right. not the case in, in, in France. The, the people that remind France of their own sins is Algerians. Well, mm. because the Algerians were a colony. Yeah. Among but many the, other French colonies in Africa, but yes. Yeah. And that, but th th that was just, uh, to me, that movie was inspiring in the sense that there is like this, this was like Martin Luther King was assassinated. I mean, this only, this came up in the documentary because he was friends with Dr. King. He was friends with, he, he marched in, in Selma and he was at all that stuff. And he knew Martin Luther King. He knew Malcolm X. He knew, um, I don't know if he knew Medgar Evers, but that stuff devastated him and made him very angry. But he never stopped being optimistic. And that was a point of people kept trying to, especially white critics, kept trying to say, oh, he's just turned into a polemicist. He's he's bitter. He's, uh, you know, the, he, since the civil rights stuff, he's just become like this propagandist and he's enraged. And he was like, I'm mm -hmm. never. He's like, I've never. And all his friends said he was always mad. He was never bitter. He was right. always angry because he thought people could do better. What he talked about mostly was unless we get together and stop all this individualism and everybody being over it and having their own little ecosystem in their head where they know this and they know that and they get all this personal pleasure from ambition and everything. He said that to get where we need to be, he didn't imply that we're going to get there, but he said we got to try. And he said the price we have to pay is enormous to go from individual to collective because you have to abandon all your fucking self-seeking, which is the most um, Americans have been sold this idea that there's right. nobody happier than the Marlboro man, the guy standing right. all by himself. Right. That guy's supposed to be the happy guy surrounded by nothing. Just me and my steers. Yes. And, and all cigarette. the fools who fell for that are the ones that are storming the Capitol being like, why do I feel like shit? <laughs> I'm alone. Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah. Somebody did this to me. And it's like, no fucking Daniel Boone did this to you. <laughs>
Fucking Marlboro Man did this to you. Capitalism trying to sell every person a toaster instead of seven people sharing one toaster. Right. You get everybody mm. being the Marlboro Man, everybody needs their own toaster. Yeah. So Jack's like, what the fuck are you talking about? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this guy I mean, that's from the fucking quote. coconuts to James Baldwin. I love it. This uh, yeah, is the, the spectrum on the show. Jack's yeah, doing that, wrap it, doing that wrap yeah. it up thing. Um, so <laughs> thumbs up with the other <laughs> yeah. hand. Though. This is great stuff. But, this is great. Uh, let's wrap it up, up. James Holden, yeah. So anyway, I go if you can get to watch that. It's just about. It sounds like, amazing. It's a. It's beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, it's um. It's it's inspiring in the sense that like I understand that this all is overwhelming, and I feel the same. And I think that James Baldwin was, was also honest. He wasn't like I'm doing this. I'm fixing this. He's just saying we need to try. You know. And he was serious. He was intellectual. He was not afraid to be serious. He was also funny yeah. and yeah. cool. But yeah. he was also like, I'm putting myself out there because not because I'm bitter, but the opposite. I, I'm I'm hopeful. Yeah. Right. And so that just made me think of all this shit that's going on in Tennessee because I'm in Tennessee now, you know, and it's like. This shit is they're trying to roll back civil rights. I mean, that's mm -hmm. what they're trying to do. And it was just a minute ago. So we're let, you know, we it's, we can't let this happen. It was like Martin Luther King was assassinated one year before I was born. Yeah. I mean, I am Andrew 78 old. years old, but, wow. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It was a minute ago and they're right. already, they've already overturned the, the, the voting rights act there. I mean, this is like yeah. happening. And if you can roll your eyes and drink Pabst Blue Ribbon and stuff, but that's not helping really. And, you know, I know that and I'm the guy who did it for years. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not yelling at anybody. I just thought that documentary made me want to write more right. and made me want to fucking t speak the truth more. And, and he was in such danger. I'm just some fucking white guy. I mean, James Baldwin was fucking taking a chance and he, and he lived a long life and had a lot of beautiful friends that supported him. And yeah, anyway, yeah, ticket to write. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of good shit in there price but. of the ticket james baldwin on criterion but i'm sure you can get it off you know youtube or whatever yeah i think you can get it on pbs too yeah it was originally a, like an american a PBS, masters uh, yeah it's yeah. it's a knockout movie i mean it's it's only an hour and a half long but i i, I could watch it again because also just james baldwin's like fucking just dealing with a guy that's smart Oh, yeah. So I mean, his quote smart. He was like a time traveler. I mean, like it also just shows you, like you're saying, like the complexity of all of these issues we're dealing with and how they just how they've lasted for so long. But the observations are still the same. Yeah. And, you know, how, you know, prescient a lot of his words are yeah, and really, truly a, brilliant people rarely are. They're, they're not the ones who are smug and disconnected from the world. They're usually very engaged very and in. Yeah. In, inspired by and you know not always optimistic i guess but just trying to like engage with the world around them and but yeah i think you're right that there is this fashionable idea of like that's smart and witty to just be over it and dismissive yeah, well, I yeah. think it's just a way to deal with your powerlessness over it, yeah. too. Yes. And it is understandable. It so is depressing. Much, yeah, much easier to just be like, yeah, I know. So right. fucking it's, move yeah. on. It's really but, me talking to myself right now. I mean, because I'm just, I'm I'm there. You know, I'm like laying around. I mean, I might not be cynical. I, I never have been cynical. I've always been hopeful. But, but, but I do end up like sleeping fucking an extra five hours because I think about the news, you know? Like, sure, I mean, sure. it's not easy. Yeah. But I I just think like the idea of like liberals is sort of I don't know it's just like we we have to be earnest yeah you know sometimes yeah yeah it's not enough just to know 
Well, I think it's easier for some people to be like, yeah, I know, than to really actually know. Right. You know, and feel it in their fucking bones. They can yeah. read a headline and like sort of, you know, intellectually understand, but then it's a whole other level of engagement to be like, that's so fucking bad that something has to be done and it needs to be talked about versus being like, oh yeah, that's a bad thing. I get that. But I yeah. don't have the energy or will to engage with it because it's it's just too much. And I, I totally see why. Yo, earnestness, people are just so fucking, people don't, people are just like, because it's meme time, you know, it's internet time, everybody's a dope, you know, I mean, it's like two seconds, you try and be earnest for two seconds, and 15 people hit you with some really funny shit, they'll right. hit you with 12 memes and make you feel like an idiot, Yeah, you know, and they're good, I'm not saying this <laughs> post-apocalyptic sense of humor that's going on is incredible, Yeah, like, you know, like, there's a meme of, like, Spongebob, the... The f- SpongeBob. What am I saying? The SpongeBob. SpongeBob. The SpongeBob. The SpongeBob. But it's <laughs> yeah. like a SpongeBob. float in a parade, like a floating float. You know? Yeah. Floating float. What am gets, I saying? A balloon. It gets like ripped. A, and, like a balloon. Yeah. A floating yeah. float. Fucking cold brew <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Cedric Lorenzen here, <laughs> live from the Marshmallow Hideout. So it said it was just you could see the flame in the balloon. You know, it was like a hot air balloon. Right. Yeah. I love that. This is my life. <laughs> Trying to explain things that everybody knows already what they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the and it said, oh, balloon. no. Oh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> hell no. Nah. The meme said on it, it was just a picture of that with the flame <laughs> under Sponge, SpongeBob. And it said, hell no. Nah. They burning Sponge Bob. S P U N C H pussy. <laughs> hell no. Nah. They yeah. burning Sponge Bob's pussy. That's the funniest fucking thing. I laugh so goddamn hard at that, even though it's insane. Yeah. Just <laughs> hell no. Nah, they burn in smoke bobs. I'm sorry, how does this relate to James Baldwin again? <laughs> just, just 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 like you can get caught it's up just... looking at that shit and just be like, oh, I know oh, you, everything's right, going right, fucking right, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, I know right. you like there's a the, it's very seductive, a lot of the like apocalyptic humor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like we're Oh, it's all gallows humor now. It reminds me of like all these brand movies that are coming out that I'm going to love, like that are like the Air Jordan origin story, the Spy Flaming oh, Hot Cheetos origin God. story. And they're all like good and i'm gonna like go and be like that's actually good guys it's actually really yeah tetris, tetris uh, the movie. it's actually you should actually check it out like it's it's a bummer but yeah i want to see i said on my tweet i said on my tweet mm-hmm. <laughs> and what's the tweet i have no friends the i tweet said that you do on, on my, twitter i said on my a tweet that i published on twitter uh-huh. uh yeah i said uh that i would rather see gen air I don't know if you guys are familiar with the stove, but I'd rather see the Gen Air story than the Gen Air. Then I would, yeah, more than I'd like to see fucking Ben Affleck, Affleck in another goddamn wig. Oh man, in Argo Part Two. Yeah, cool. Fucking cool Argo is the worst though. movie I ever saw in my Argo fucking Part life. Should have been called Wig Store. <laughs> <laughs> what is something you think is underrated? <laughs> oh, we're doing that again. I thought Hell underrated yeah. was out of the picture. Oh, no crap! Underrated. No, the I thought myth. That was, we were done with that. I thought that was uh, for some reason. I thought that. Oh, myth is gone. Yeah, oh, myth is no. gone. Yeah. For like a year. Well, I took and up a half too much time already. So why don't we just go away? Why don't we just go past yeah. that? How about the underrated? James is, Baldwin uh, is underrated. There we go. Uh, yes. Oh James yeah. Baldwin if you don't know, underrated. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I'm the kind of guy is underrated. Yeah, and I got to catch up on the reading part. I have a tendency to 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 learn about the people and not read the books. So it made me want to catch, made me want to read James Baldwin books, you yeah. know, and yeah. um, 
and uh, see a play. They kept showing parts of this play that he put on called, um, oh God, it's called like, anyway, the, it looked like the best play in the world. Yeah. It was done by, it was like about race and it was done by these fucking dead serious actors from the actor's studio back then, you know? Uh-huh. Like, where is this seriousness? That's what I'm talking right. about. You see these actors and it's like, this isn't like, now it's like a Broadway play. They're like, is there enough gas in Godzilla? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's what's happening. Like, the Godzilla you know, musical oh my actually God, yeah. does look pretty good, though. I, the, I hear it's getting good reviews is off the Broadway. Swiss, is the Swiss man who's running Godzilla ready <laughs> with his computers? Well, the last time Chris was on, he recommended All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, which I finally watched recently, and it is an absolute like mind-blowing knockout documentary so i will i will confirm this recommendation oh i'm glad i'm glad that, yeah. that was man i can't name that movie to save my life still i'm always like all the all the guts and stuff everybody's mad <laughs> and the everybody's mad and the yeah i always want to say all the fury because of all the sound of, the sound and the fury all the but, anger and the loudness yeah <laughs> france hey speaking of france hey fucking i mean I'm glad that somebody's around, Miles, that you're back to appreciate these segues. Speaking of France. Yeah. That, I mean, that was pretty seamless, though. You probably I'd heard say. of France, right? Heard of it. Heard of yeah. it. Yeah. I was there in 1990. Hell yeah. Yeah, you were. <laughs> so there were... <laughs> I was there, man. <laughs> in 90. End of last week, there were demonstrations that saw more than a million people taking a stand against Macron's government. Uh, there were more than 200 protests across the country. 903 fires lit in the streets of Paris alone. I love, where'd that stat come? Who's, who's the fucking fire counter? Exactly. I don't know. They got one. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, there's another one. Okay, what are you at? Oh, uh, we at here? 602. <laughs> okay, keep going, keep going. They must be real angry. It's probably some Nepo baby doing the counting too. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, he's undercounting the fires. Gotta again. get those fires numbers That's up. Gerard Depardieu's nephew is doing the fire <laughs> counting. <laughs> But this is all due to Macron's pension reform bill, which would raise the legal age of retirement from 62 to 64, all well below what it is in the U.S. And also, we don't really have an official age of retirement in the U.S. Absolutely. When we need to look at right. our look at our Congress. Yeah. I, oh, this my is, God. It's crazy. It's wild because, you know, this is not for someone who's fucking 61 right now. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yes. You're adding three more fucking years right now. I was about to fucking cash out uh, because, again, they have a really, really wonderful retirement system compared to the United States. And the, and the French really have like it's it's a point of pride, but also their work life balance is so important. I was listening to I forget, like one of the, the news shows and they were talking to the protesters on the street and person after person was like. We really value the idea that there is a work-life balance. That is really important. And you're, I'm like hearing that. I'm like, wow, that's a take that's only starting to gain steam in the United States of yeah. people being like militant or not necessarily militant, but like drawing a hard line ac- like underneath this idea that I'm not going to toil and have my labor exploited till the fucking till I literally collapse. There's going to be a fucking sunset to this. And the fact that he goes and wants to unilaterally do this because he did it. He completely went around a parliamentary vote and just like invoked these special powers the president has to be like, yeah, all right, pushed it through, deal with it. And now 
it's you got 903 fires. I mean, you have to be militant because they're relentless about trying to take away the work life balance across the world, anything that's plugged into the global economy. And I feel like this is going to be used is being used by the mainstream media for photo ops to be like, look at this chaos. Aren't you glad you live in America being the subtext? And I feel like the answer should be no, no. Look at what they're fighting for. Like, this is how this is how you buy that. It doesn't come for free. And it's just getting worse for older people in this country. Oh, like it's not going to it's going to deteriorate much quicker. And the situation is already like it's hard to even compare what a retiree's life looked like fucking 20 years ago and what it looks like today. And like you think about all the like roving people who are like, you know, like chasing the seasonal work and shit like that, living in RVs as like a way to, quote, retire, but still be working. And it's very miles. I'm sitting right here. You know, you don't have to. I know you're making I know. me feel. I mean, this. I'm just know. trying to light a fire under you, man. I'm trying to light a fire under you. <laughs> I'm going to go light 903 fires today. But I, but I mean, I feel like you know there there are a lot of reasons that the U.S. doesn't have a culture like this, like you know historical reasons, a armed police force who will kill you for damaging property. But we also have a mainstream media that treats the burning of a car or the looting of a store as the most serious as a crime imaginable. of a human life yeah yeah and yeah that was the first thing i read that i mean this is some of the upside i guess to uh social media i don't but i mean i think the downsides well who cares what am i the the the, the, the <laughs> just the fact that right away someone said the reason is that you're wondering why this isn't happening in america because right. it it can't happen here because we have police that would fucking would shoot you murder yeah. everybody yeah. who is lighting these fires i mean this would never so they're like, I just didn't didn't, didn't think of that because I was almost just going to go, yeah, we need to have it in America. But then someone wrote like, yeah, there's a reason why we don't have it here. You'll be kettled, tased, packaged and frozen. Think, and the other but thing we is did too- have it in the summer of 2020, like we had mass protests. But it, I think that's a that points to another reason that we don't have a lot of organizing is because you have to be working 50 60 hours a week to have health care in this country well, yeah that too mean, but then there's out. you know they also did a good job of being like well that's going to be the last one of those as far as the you know the black lives matter protest yeah, course, now they're building course. cop city in right, a exactly. 400 acre fucking war facility for the atlanta police you know yeah and yeah. uh they've are trying those kids as terrorists, terrorists who are fucking i mean that's it you know like that's how you know right because they're like oh you want to protest the building of like uh soldier cop camp you're a terrorist. Yeah. Huh? And I mean, this <laughs> like the other thing, too, is because of the size of France, it's easier for a bunch of people to converge on the capital. I didn't like, think right, that either. Like <laughs> I was operating right until you just said but, that. I mean, God. there's a lot. I mean, like, there's a lot of difference. Like we're just so spread out. It's yeah. just, you know, you have to go to maybe your capital, things like that. But all that to say is, yes, it's it's much, much different. And, you know, like I've seen there have been like like critical like very not on non-critical analysis they're like wow people really don't like macron huh i wonder if that's <laughs> going to be good for like the right and like marie le pen and like the far right this is a labor-led movement and it has fuck all to do with the far right they have fuck all the energizing people in terms of like this this terrible reform that is about to hit the books and it's just wild because it was so un like the second it was mentioned, sixty to like around seventy percent of people that were pulled were like, "I'm f- so fucking against what you just said right now. Do not want it." Like, what are you talking about? There's a there's a deficit of some whatever billion 
And most people are like, why don't you fucking tax the wealthy to address this fucking deficit? Instead, you're just saying, no, put them to work longer because we're not going to, we're not going to, I mean, there is money we could probably find, but we're not going to do the thing that would like ask people who have more to put in their fair share. So people who are like doing manual labor or women or low wage workers aren't going to really bear the brunt of this fucked up reform. Yeah. And the the unions are not letting up either. They have they've basically like, you know, the, they're like 30 percent of the flights into Paris have been like canceled. The railroads are like half working. And they're saying they're calling for another mass protest on Tuesday because they this is the, the one way they feel that they can actually pressure like the the government in France to do something because they successfully did that in 2006. There were these like reforms that were that were going to go into effect that was aimed at young workers because youth unemployment was so high. But employers were like, we'd hire more young people. But like all the labor protections you have for workers makes it harder to just fucking fire a young person. And that's why we don't why we don't hire them. And the government's like, fuck it. We'll take away those protections. You can fire them we as much now? as you want. Yeah. And they're like, is that good? They fucking took the streets like the unions fucking weren't fucking around. And eventually then President Jacques Chirac like relented and got the fucking message. And I think that's why, too, you see these protests are going to continue because I think the only other route is like the equivalent of the French Supreme Court looking at how this was done. And they'll probably I don't know. I don't think they'd be too friendly to the way Macron did this because it was such a specific it was like tied to a specific bill yet had the most significant reforms that would reverberate through the nation. I just couldn't believe that when I heard that there was like a way to bypass parliament, like what the, yeah. Well then what, then what the yeah. fuck is that for? <laughs> that's just a parliament's just set dressing. I mean, unless, you know, you know, I mean, they were just like, yeah, Macron can't pass this yeah. and it's not popular. So he's just going to use the, emergency whatever the fuck yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah double I mean, there was, America has that with the presidential, like, yeah, we can go do, we can drop bang bangs on anyone. Yeah. It was insane to me. I just said that that's so crazy. And And that's, but that is the reason why people are so energized is because it was done in such a, like, just, I am the one who's going to push this through, like, you know, as the, you know, God King. A lot of his supporters too are like wealthier, older people. And who are might not be as like tethered to the reality of what it's like to work every day. You forgot about provision sixty nine X. That's right. Give me Did the. Did you codes. forget about that? Where something that everybody doesn't want still happens. Yeah. <laughs> provision sixty nine X is a great adult film. The <laughs> amount of money that the New York Times must be spending right now looking for a French protester who voted for Trump like has to be like right. 40% of their editorial budget. I'm fighting Macron, but this is why I voted for Trump. I like that. Daily Zeitgeist going for fuck going after New York Times. It's about time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've been we've been going easy on him for too long. <laughs> I let my relationship with Maggie Haberman cloud things a little too much. Yeah. You know? She's, um, she's, she's a good Maggie's a, a friend. Maggie's a friend. Trying to see the, the lift. Yeah. She's doing a great job on the <laughs> Trump seat. <laughs> <laughs> friend of the show maggie haberman friend said. of the show maggie uh, haberman. <laughs> uh all right let's take a quick break we'll be right back hey girlfriends it's me carol fisher i'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of the girlfriends in season one we told you about the murder of gail katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend bob At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. 
She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. And we're back. And Miles... Mm-hmm. You, you finally I found have an announcement. Yeah. yeah. I found common ground with Melania Trump. You've been looking folks. for a way to connect with her for a while. Just like yeah. First, it was like the ju- spiritually. Yeah. yeah. Philosophically, everything. I mean, that jacket that was like, I don't really care to you. I was like, you know what? I like that. I like, you <laughs> nah, know, fucking yeah. I care. Damn. Yeah. You know, yeah, so close. Fuck. We almost, you almost had me, Melania. But things are seemingly not going great for the Trump family. And I say seemingly because it seems like he might go to jail. But we don't know. But we just don't know what will happen. And all we hear now is about how Donald Trump is angry and paranoid about his legal troubles or how he recently threatened more chaos on Kroger Twitter Twitter that like he was yelling at on Friday night, uh, 1 a.m. He goes, 
what kind of person can change and what kind of person can charge another person, in this case, a former president of the United States who got more votes than any sitting president in history and leading candidate by far for the Republican Party nomination. What a fucking sentence this is with a crime when it is known by all that no crime has been committed. And there may also, be a nationwide Adderall shortage, but there's not one in Mar-a-Lago. I will tell you that much. And then he that, says, and this also, is causing the nationwide mar- uh, Adderall shortage. This rant. And it's also known that potential death and destruction in such a false charge could be catastrophic for our country. Yeah. So here Posted he goes. a picture with a baseball bat, I believe. He's oh, trying yeah. to slow motion ramp up some kind of MAGA jailbreak riot. But while well, all that's going on, I wanted to check in with his wife and son. Uh, first up, I just want to say I saw a picture of Baron Trump this week. This motherfucker needs to be hooping. Yes. You know what I mean? He's six foot seven now six from, foot, from seven reports. Foot. Eight foot bunch. <laughs> How about if he is the hoop? <laughs> All right. Make a hoop with your arms, Baron. Yeah, right there. Bank shot off your face, you fucking goof. Um, no, but I mean, he is so tall. I can I'm it's like I again, every time I see him, I feel like I'm checking in with someone else's kid. I'm like, look at man. Oh, man, you playing basketball. Baron? Like, what the fuck's going on? Um, but Melania, this is the important thing. She's doing what many of us have been doing the last three years or so, which is completely disengaging, disengaging from reality uh, because it's just so shit. This is this is from People magazine, this new exclusive quote. She remains angry and doesn't want to hear the alleged hush money payment mentioned. Oh, she's yeah. aware of who her. Think about that. <laughs> this is this is bringing the stormy stuff back. He's yeah. Be like my damn marriage. Come on, yeah. guys. Remember four months after Baron was born? I had that affair. Anyway, he's six foot seven. Quote, she is aware of her husband and who he is and keeps her life upbeat with her own family and a few close friends. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, what else? She started a lifestyle influencer like blog just about how to keep a positive frame of mind. Yeah, it says goop with one O missing. (laughs) And then she goes on to say, quote, Melania is leading her own life and still feels happy being at Mar-a-Lago, surrounded by people who love her and who never talk about reality or bad things about her husband. I just love the quote that they say, who never talk about reality. That's that is so I just I'm I'm holding on to that. And it reminds me like, yeah, sometimes you get in those zones. You're like, I'm, we're not talking about reality today. Yeah, I hope it's a stated, a stated policy. Like, no reality, reality free zone. <laughs> yeah. That's all very, spin that, zone for rich people. That is a very slight adjustment, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, that is the like structure was in place. I don't already. think. Yeah, I don't think that's a quote that would come from the actual rich person because they have no concept of reality. That it wouldn't be like, hey, let's not talk about reality. Yeah, these that are sounds like the perspective like, of someone who isn't like. Oh like, yeah, no, I mean, like, she's... oh yeah, they don't talk about reality in there. I mean, imagine being her friend, though. Just, like, imagine that by itself. Like, just no matter what you were allowed to talk about. What the fuck are you doing with your life? Are you crazy? Like, you know what kind of crazy person is hanging around with Melania Trump? Imagine the self-esteem problems. Oh, my God. God damn. Or, like, the the politics of being one of her sycophants, where, like, one person starts doing that reality talk, and they're like, we got to get rid of Deborah. Deborah is... (laughs) She's a fucking loose Out cannon. of control. I think that's she's like, off her meds or something. That's she like brought up Donald. Ex-girlfriend <laughs> was in a book club and like the, all the women in the book club wanted this one hot lady to be in it, but she didn't read books. 
so they like put her in it anyway and they're just like you can just be here to talk about whatever yeah (laughs) you talk about like what our conversation they're like she's smart in other ways right yeah but she doesn't have anything relevant to say about the book you all read for the meeting no it doesn't matter we want her here anyway for just she's got so there she's a genius like that's the other thing they'll go way on the other direction she's actually a genius that's why she can't read yeah It's just too much. She's already got so much reading in her head just naturally. You know, a part of me is like, I was like, oh, that must suck for her. But I think at the end of that, I'm like, no, you you chose your life. Okay. Uh, And and that's, and this is, this is the one you've chosen to live. But on some level, like I get it, especially the part like she knows who she's with, (laughs) yet she's still in this. It reminds me of like, I dated somebody who like knowingly dated somebody Uh, who brought untold amount, untold amounts of chaos into my life. I'm just dying. Yeah. And I was willingly there. Like it was either fucking trying to get me caught up in fist fights because the mouth was just sh- sh- way too spicy. Like, oh yeah, well he about to fuck you and your homeboy up. I'm like, uh. <laughs> and you're like, this is love. I'm like, no. But you're a D1 athlete and that was new for me and I love the story and also your favorite movie was also Belly by Hype Williams. So I felt like we're there. And then and I just remember like <laughs> they, there was so much stuff going on and I stuck around until one day they called me because she crashed her car on like PCH because she was on Molly and she was with a homeboy who like did a like a G move and like put her in the passenger seat. So when the cops pulled up, he was there and then he was fucked up, but he was on Proby. So they arrested him and she called me. She's like, you got to come get me. Like, I don't know what happened. This was after like a week where I was like, you're putting me through too much. And I did the little Melania thing. I went and saw Attack of the Clones with my mother. Right after I hung off. up the yeah. phone, I went to my mom. I said, "Can we go see Attack of the Clones?" <laughs> so that was my version Silence. of not yeah. talking about reality because my mom did not know I was dating oh, that man. person, and she was like, you "Yeah, rich people movie? don't like any reality anyway." And then, and then, yeah, they probably just talk about you know with Melania. It's probably the usual stuff, you know, like, "How's your lobster, Melania? <laughs> How's your lobster, Melania?" You know, Melania's like, "It's pretty good. It's not as good as yesterday, but it's fine." <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, you got well, the... <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, yeah, like I was at lobster yesterday. It was pretty good, but I love yeah, your I'm... bag. I love your bag, Melania. Oh my god, yeah, where's your bag? bag? I the love internet? your bag. Oh, I love the internet. <laughs> the internet. <laughs> so I, I did a stand-up show in Malibu. I, I hosted a stand-up show in Malibu for three years. Uh-huh. And those people, man, they don't want to know about a good crowd. shit. Whether or not they're married to Donald Trump and whether he paid off a porn star, they don't want to hear about a damn thing. Yeah, I don't like what think, kills. Like, what would it killed with that mouth? They crap? think they like comedy. That's the funniest thing. Like, oh, I love comedy. I love, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and then they immediately, when the show starts, start talking like really loudly and don't pay attention to it at all. And then they also, when they do listen to it, they think comedy is, I don't know what they think it's supposed to be, but they can't stand when it's about stuff at all. Like anything in the news, they're like, this is depressing. No one wants to hear about this. Yeah. Right. So I'm they sure. hate comedy. I, I don't know where they think the tension in comedy would come from if you just did what they like, which would be like, I don't know what, but like people who have big boats rule. Like, yeah. isn't it the worst when you're christening your boat and you fall off, your pants fall off or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know They're what like, they want. Uh, first word, what else? Followed by a where are you from, sir? What else? But, yeah. <laughs> but my favorite is that they, before the show seriously are like this. I'm so, I love comedy. Love I comedy. love to laugh. Comedy. I love it. Deep. Comedy. And the first time you're like, you're like, oh, I can't afford a house. What the fuck? Is- exactly. Anybody else? They're like, yeah. what is they're he like, talking about? They're like, He's this grossing is- me out. This is not comedy. Well, they just decide it's not comedy, and there's some other kind of comedy that they would like. Yeah. That's all that happens. Right. I don't know. It bummed me out a little bit. 
Yeah. Bummed me out. I don't. I can't I don't, even. I can't. I don't even, like this reality-based comedy. These yeah. Any doing. reference to anything about anything that would lead to something funny they hate and they i think they just want you to make fun of poor people basically talk about how cheap it. those tory birch slides look on people <laughs> yeah so it's something they what? want you to bully they want you right, to, yeah. all they think is funny punching is down yeah, all they right. think is bu- funny is bullying yeah well chris as always such a pleasure having you yeah. on the daily zeitgeist where can people find you follow you read you all that good stuff thank you thank you for having me again i love it always so you can find me at, at the Crofton Show on Twitter and on Instagram. There it is. And uh, Cold Brew Got Me Like is on Instagram, you know, probably for the rest of eternity. And then uh, it's going to be on my gravestone. <laughs> and um, uh, uh, and then you can also read my book, The Advice King Anthology, which I'm starting to record the audiobook finally this week or uh, coming week. And uh, you can also listen to my record, Hello, It's Me, uh, which uh, is on all the uh, all the fucking platforms. Hey, oh, and Cold oh, Brew yeah. got me like our show. Yeah, yeah. That we have a Cold Brew sponsor now, and uh, the last show was about Larry Summers. So we're getting like we're we're kind of talking about some serious shit, and in addition to just talking about like the band Survivor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like part Billy Squire, part serious. And right. you you guys are fans of Larry Summers, right? That guy, that guy rules. Oh yeah, he's he's really he's always done a good job. I think. <laughs> He's the goat. <laughs> Inventing crises and then talking about them and how to solve them. Is there a work of media that you've been enjoying, Chris? Yes. I did it. I, I fucking picked out the thing ahead of time. Hell yeah. For man. once. This guy. His name is at Funeral Pig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And his name is Worgen. At Funeral Pig is his handle. And this is his tweet. My men are shooting fire arrows into the thatched roofs of your village right now, playboy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Miles, where can people find you? And Uh, what is the work of media you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram, at Miles of Grey. Check Jack and I out on Miles and Jack and sometimes Miles and I before E except after C got mad boosties uh, and also uh, check me out on 420 Day Fiance we are coming back soon uh, talking about love is blind I think Uh, and maybe the other way anyway uh, a tweet I like is actually from the show Las Culturistas at Las Culturistas a quote tweeted this tweet from Gold Derby that said quote a hashtag Emmy spotlight Bowen Yang is hilarious heartbreaking and deserving of recognition and the quote tweet just said yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the way to respond yeah. to that. Yeah, Love sure. It. Why not? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. I I really enjoy this genre of tweets where people just screen cap Elon Musk, like re- tweeting something and then his sycophants responding to it. <laughs> Mr. Too Damn Chris tweeted a screen cap of Hakeem Jeffries said, House Dems are fighting hard for the American people. Right-wing ex- extremists are fighting each other. And Elon Musk responded, that's what she said. And Jeff oh, Curry oh, no. tweeted, one of the best comebacks ever, crying laughing emoji. This. <laughs> Why? <laughs> one of the uh, best comebacks ever, sir. Uh, it's like Peter Thiel fucking, me. or Peter, Peter Thiel fucking, you know, the guy who's most powerful in Tennessee politics, dad, his dad owned a car dealership and the, he sold the land for so much that he's like the biggest power player in 
national politics. So that's because that's how we, our politics work is the guy right. who owns the biggest car dealership, the guy who invented <laughs> PayPal or yeah. this fucking fool. Yeah. Fool. Who, Elon yeah. Musk's jokes are below fifth grade level. They are oh, moron. Yeah. He's a moron. I don't yeah, care. That one didn't even make sense. He's a freaking teenage boy freak. And best he's got ever, so sir. much money. That's and the th best comeback ever, Chris. <laughs> so I Luke. mean, I'm, not, I'm just saying, like, we got, how, no, does, the, how sure. does our political system has, has to get the money out of it? The guy with the biggest car dealership? He, uh, Chris, he could, like, buy and sell you a million times. Oh, I'm dead. So. I'm dead. They're going to kill me with a drone. <laughs> Dude, he could have you killed by a drone. And, oh, like, no, they're going to take me out. And you just remember. Yeah. Why? And that's But cool, you just actually. remember where you're going to buy your next GMC truck. Yeah. I'm serious. His dad, you know, parking lots are big. So he sold it for like $110 million. And now it's like you can't do any legislation in Tennessee without running it by this guy Beeman. Yeah. From Beeman Toyota. Beeman. <laughs> Willie Beeman. What a system. Steaming Willie Beeman. And we got the world's richest man saying that's what she said. Yeah. But it's funny. Hey, I get it. Melania. It's funny when he says it. Let's link up, Melania. <laughs> Fuck reality. Fuck that's it right. all. <laughs> Let's watch some James Baldwin documentary. How's the shrimp? <laughs> it's okay it's okay i eat the tails you know i know the tails know. are good oh yes everyone eats the tails milani everyone, don't worry about it you know what oh deb you're not eating your tails they're giving to me oh yeah oh, let me have the tails let me get out of the garbage i love getting the good tails calcium. out of the garbage i love you <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Yeah. Hey, Miles, what song do you yeah. think people might enjoy? Uh, this is like a beat by Dorian Concept that's pretty cool. I, I liked it because it sounds like because I have so much baby noises going on in my house, it sounds like a almost like chopped up baby vocal sample, but it's like played on a keyboard. It's it's the beats is kind of cool. It's it's a nice you know texture uh, to have. But this is Dorian concept, and the track is called "You're Untouchable." Babies are underrated vocalists. I mean, it's hard to get them in the studio for. I mean, think about legal what's, who's reasons. The most, but who's the most famous baby on a track? That What'd Aaliyah song, the little laughing ah! baby. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. There's yeah. also that kid Jordy, the French kid. If you don't think the French are ahead of us. Baby. I remember I used to gibberish sing that shit with my yeah. friend all the time. And me too. My mom fucking got so annoyed by it. I remember she like lost it in the car when me and my friend were screaming. We're like, baby. <laughs> and she was just like, just fucking stop it. Is that a Jordy deep cut? That's not the one I'm even familiar with. You got that coming up on the horizon. Oh, man. I know. Oh, God. Well, Congratulations, luckily, Miles Gray. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. The child only knows Wu-Tang, and uh, Her Majesty is <laughs> oh, a little bit. Oh, you're going to be one of those dads? Like, yeah. I, that's <laughs> what I keep telling her, and she hates when I say that. Wu-Tang is for the like, children? Yeah, because off rip, I just put on fucking Triumph. Yeah. Which I thought y'all wasn't going to see me. And blasting it <laughs> when I'm changing the baby's diaper. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, Wu-Tang is for the children. <laughs> like, so, this bit uh, has gone know. far enough. Yeah. She just told me with her eyes she wants a Wu-Tang tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Inspector Deck is so underrated. And the baby Thank will know you. that. The baby will know this. 
The Daily Zeitgeist <laughs> is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you yeah. what is trending. And we will talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.